Many churches have a mission statement, but is it just words or does it actually inform what the church does practically throughout the week? We're diving into the mission statement here at One Church TO to define and dissect what we mean by know God, love people, and impact our city. Welcome to the Follow Podcast. We're in season three, and we're talking all about knowing, loving, and impacting three special episodes all about our mission. And we are in episode 11, what is impacting our city? What does it mean? I'm Matt, and this is Pastor Jonathan. And uh, we're here to have a conversation. Before we get into what it looks like, what do we actually mean by impact the city? And uh, this is a, a, probably a good one to talk about because impact could mean a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has a collision idea. It has uh, uh, just a positive general idea. But we actually, when we, when we talked about this in, initially, and I was able to be in some of those conversations, we had a real narrow focus on what impact looks like to us. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for us? Probably not the obvious thing. Right. And I think that's probably, we need to acknowledge that a little bit. But like, I think uh, we all know when we've been impacted, whether mm-hmm. it's a car accident or whether it's uh, like a conversation that we ruminate over, you know, weeks after. Mm-hmm. Uh, people make impacts in our lives all the time. And when we talk about impacting the city, there's an aspect of it being unignorably good. There's an aspect of the way we love people. There's an aspect of knowing God. We see our vision as flowing uh, one to the other. Like if, you, if you're if you rooted in God and you know God, you are going to be a person who loves. Mm-hmm. You're going to be open-handed. You're going to be generous. You're going to want to to leave the world a better place because it's all stewardship matters. It's, these are all flow out of discipleship, Right. So I think it, knowing informs your loving. Loving informs your impacting. Mm. Uh, lots, of, lots of us as Christians uh, can make quite an impact on social media, and it may not actually be loving. And <laughs> sometimes we decouple things, truth from love, all kinds of things. Right. We want to be integrated people, mm. fully integrated. And so integrity has this kind of like ethical aspect to it, which I which I really appreciate and, and integrity is important, but integrity primarily is an integrated life. It's being integrated. And I think the type of disciple we would love to see formed at one church CEO is an integrated person roots deep in Jesus, uh, bearing great fruit and that fruit will be love mm-hmm. and love will inform, uh, how we behave and inform our behaviors and then ultimately, this should lead to impact. And what we mean by impact, you know, long way to yes, get there. Yes, I was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm glad, I'm glad that was a good setup, but I, we're all waiting with bated breath. <laughs> well, Acts, Acts 1.8, right? Acts yeah. 1.8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Okay. That's, so, that's a heavy term. So, so is, I think of it this way, and yeah. maybe this is heavy too. You push back at yeah, me, but yeah. like... A, like I just think if we all had a vision of what a crisis eternity was, mm. it would impact the way we live. It would impact how we share Jesus with others. I just think uh, it's part of it is this aspect of Jesus giving us a great commission. Uh, you can see it out throughout Paul's writings. The priority behavior is actually what a lot of people don't like about religion. Mm. It's, propagating and proselytizing. Right. But how do we do this? 
again, there's this aggressive kind of colonial aspect to it that, um, that, you know, has been unhealthy yeah. and has actually been wrong and sinful even. So how we do it is really important, but we're committed to letting our light shine uh, and really elevating Jesus here. I'd love Jesus to be the star of One Church CEO. Uh, not, not our, not our staff team, not our deacons, elders or anything, but we, we are living that integrated life, but we're letting others know, uh, that Jesus is for everyone. Right. Whosoever will. I always call it this inclusive in exclusivity of Jesus. Mm. I know people get offended that he's the only way, the truth and the life. Yeah. And I, I get that, except that it's incredibly inclusive. Right. Anybody. Yeah. Anybody can come. Anyone. Yeah, but I'm not clean enough. Well, you'll never be enough in ourselves. We're not. Mm. We all fall short. We probably count ourselves out more often than Jesus does, right? Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> you know, you hear me joke on the weekends, all the perfect people left yeah. a long time ago. I do that all the time. It's a reminder to us who think we're holier than thou and we've come a long way. You are so not finished. Mm. And uh, so let's not get too puffed up here. Let's remember we all fall short and we're no better than anybody else. Yeah. Beggars telling other beggars where we found the food kind of thing. You said this really um, poignantly, I guess, in one of our recent weekend gatherings, uh, our follow Rama mm. week, where you were, you actually led people to pray a prayer to follow Jesus. Mm. And and I loved how you, you were kind of leading us in that mo- moment and saying, here's all the ways you could opt out in this moment. Mm. And all of them, you don't have to be ready, uh, whether it's uh, morally or theologically. You, you're ready. You're as ready as you'll ever need to be. Because if you could earn it based right. off your righteousness, Matt, your intelligence, your success in life, all of those things, your money, whatever, your power, that's how the economy of this world works. That is not how the kingdom of God works. You could earn it. You brag. Right. <laughs> you, you couldn't help but grow your ego and your pride. Yeah. But you got to understand we all need to come to the place where we're all in the, we're all, we all come to the same place, that, that the dirt at the foot of the cross where we all have to bow, no matter our, whether we have a PhD or we didn't finish grade six. We're all unequal. We're on the same level. We all fall short. We need the free grace that Jesus offers. It's a Tim Keller quote that I will butcher, that yeah. we're all, all far more loved than we ever dreamed possible, yeah. and we're all, all more in need of grace or we're falling more short than we would care to admit. Right. right. And so, you know, another Kellerism, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Tim, yeah. uh, you know, the, the humble Aaron and the proud are out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the economy of the kingdom of God. So uh, I think if it, I, wouldn't it be amazing if every church in Canada was known as being humble? <laughs> wow. And <laughs> humble and loving, how attractive that would be. Yeah. Humble and loving. But I mean, I mean, you don't mean that in a condemning way, Jonathan. No, I don't. Because you 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 and I both know how hard that is on a daily basis just personally. Well, like and and I think our church will struggle that. All, yeah. Every church is struggling yeah. with that. Uh, because we struggle as individuals. And that kind of, you know, this whole idea of of going into all the world and making disciples and that the Holy Spirit will empower us to witness. Yeah. There's a collective witness we have as a community. Right, yeah. And then there's an individual witness you have. Yeah. So let me ask you, Yeah. what do you see as the difference between the collective witness of One Church CEO right. and Matt Smith's witness? Well, I mean, you, I, I've, I've actually even seen this sometimes where 
uh, programs will actually be the witness, mm-hmm. and you just have to invite people to the program. Mm-hmm. Churches have put that on. We've done that right. at times. Yeah. So, like before we even say what what's good or bad, then I've seen people who are are noted to have uh, what we call the gift of evangelism, and it's just they're they're they have a way of presenting the gospel and living the gospel and inviting people into the gospel where many people seem to find faith right. through what God is doing in them. Um, and I think in the past, I have had a tendency to say, oh, that's, those, those are the ways that people come to faith. But uh, I think more recently, I have found, yes, and there's a responsibility for every follower to somehow be living in, uh, be ready I'm going to butcher this this scripture, but be ready at any moment to mm-hmm. provide an answer for the faith that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to so if I'm dropping my kids off at school and someone asks me what I do for work and I say I work at a church and that sparks up a conversation, uh, um, what have I done to prepare my heart in a way to share my faith? And to lean in there. To lean in yeah. and to be not embarrassed by that mm-hmm. or um, or even just stressed out, anxious. I mean, sometimes that happens anyway because we want to do a good job, but to really lean in, and I want to maybe even push this as uh, a next idea too, to talk about, to lean in on, it's not me who's really drawing someone's heart to know Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit using me and using this conversation to, to continue the work he's already been doing in their life. And this is just one of these sparks that eventually will ignite a fire as they continue to lean in. So, so let's let's take a step into that. Like, yeah. I think as the individual, I do think there are people with a gift of evangelism, and they just can't help themselves. Like, yeah. it's beautiful how it all happens. Yeah. But it's very clear every believer has a responsibility to, and this is why the no God's so important. Mm. If I spend a lot of time with my partner and my kids and everything, it's going to leak into my conversation. Right, you're yeah. gonna know. You know my children. It's weird it, if if you hit it. Right, right. And yeah. so, like, I know your children. Why? Because well, you'll share things about them and stuff. Yeah. It, it just comes out of your natural. So the more you know God, the more natural it's gonna feel like to talk about God. Yeah. Even in a hostile environment, especially when invited to, mm-hmm. you know, it's no longer now. My personality would be I'm not gonna push something on you, mm-hmm. and I wish more people took that tact because I don't think <laughs> how many people have ever been argued into the kingdom, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think there's an element of, of intellectual barriers that require intellectual responses. Yeah. That can be kind apologetics. Totally. But like, yeah. uh, we need to be careful, like how our tone, tone matters. Tone totally matters. Totally does, totally does. But I, I think too, one of the beautiful shifts I'm hoping we as a church are experiencing, but even Western Christianity would, I think we built a lot of our churches around attractional models. And I think we've seen the fallacy in it and the the difficulty in that. Invitation could be powerful. It's kind of the Matthew party implication you see in scripture. Yeah. You you had a great line. You taught one of our weekend gatherings. Was it uh, come with me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, what a beautiful, easy invitation to say, could be a weekend gathering, could be a program, could be anything. It's like, hey, come with me. Yeah. Uh, and it gives an opportunity if you lack confidence or wherever you are in your discipleship process yeah. to maybe maybe you invite a friend and they'll hear me or someone else share about Jesus in a way that maybe you wouldn't feel equipped to do. Right. But ultimately, I think the best model is not attractional or even invitational. Right. It's incarnational. Right. 
The church is not at 285 Kennedy Road or not at a web bureau, onechurch.to. The church is deployed wherever people that are a part of this community, they call themselves a part of this church community. The church is wherever you live. Right. And that transfer, that incarnational responsibility we have to be life wherever we are. And that requires even the opportunity to share Jesus wherever God's planted us. That's work, school, geographically, whatever that looks like. But I, I do think there's probably a combination of the invitational and that incarnational, but I'm aiming for incarnational because if yeah. you get it, you'll probably get the invitational with it. And that's so much of why we're even having this podcast series. Um, and it's part of even why we're, we've chosen a couple individuals to, to invite into this conversation because we feel sometimes it's hard to know what it is to mm. do something until you see someone doing it in front of you. And uh, I know this is a heart of even, we, we have this whole, whole follow, um, I'm blanking on the, <laughs> the, the name, the, the, the follow um, assessment. That's right. what it is. Okay, yeah. We have the, where it actually, we're trying to guide people through various ways of developing their faith. I, I know for me, I had a hard time sharing my faith with other people until mm. I practiced with Christians. Right. And sitting in a group and talking about my faith man, what a difference that made in me sharing my faith with people who didn't know Jesus because I had practiced the words. I had started developing my own way of talking about what Jesus was doing in my own life. Um, and so we're going to actually head to a conversation right now with some people who are living this out and uh, in ways that are like, they're pretty special and, and they're challenging, but they're also, hopefully they're an invitation for us to be mm. able to learn from them and see what it could look like for us. So let's go to those conversations right now. All right, I get to have a conversation today with two awesome guys, Angel Morales and Daniel Lung. Guys, thank you so much for being here. I am really pumped to have this conversation. Thank, uh, thank you for having us. Yeah, and now through this whole series, we've had some staff members, we've had some people who are pros in the field. And you know what I really love about this is that you are members of One Church TO. You are attenders, you, you're participators in the family of the One Church TO crew. Yes. And so that's really exciting because of what we're talking about today when we're talking about impacting our city. And uh, so to get to know you a little bit, I've got a, a couple questions. And uh, so just let us know a little bit who you are. Um, maybe wh where, you, where, where can we find you in the hallways of One Church TO on a weekend or, an, or on a weeknight? Where, where are you involved? Where do you participate? Where do you show up? What corners are you haunting? <laughs> Angel, let's start with you. Oh. Start with me. Okay, so uh, I guess a little bit more about me. I have been coming to one church back in the APC days, so that's uh, back in 1992. Uh, were you born then? Or I was born yeah. in 92. <laughs> You're making me feel good. <laughs> Thank you. That's part, of, that's part of the training here at there one church. So, uh, yeah, I've been involved uh, uh, in many different ministries. Basically, where there's a need, uh, you'll probably find me... Uh, I don't know where you'll find me. It's just uh, <laughs> wherever there's a need, usually I, I just, just go there. So uh, I have um, two boys, been married uh, to Marianne, to one wife for over 35 years. Congrats. Right? Nice. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And uh, currently I am, uh, but up until two years ago, I was in business. I was a businessman and uh, decided to leave the corporate world to be full-time in vocational ministry with uh, power to change under leader impact. And we're going to, we're going to get to that in a minute, which is really exciting. Um, 
but uh, let's save that. Okay. Daniel, how about you? (laughs) Um, As you know, I'm Daniel. Um, I've been coming to one church for, also when it was APC, I was here when it changed names uh, to one church, Um, but um, I've been here for about 10 years. And um, previous to coming here, I was a pastor at another church, and um, we, we felt this call to to do more in our neighborhood and to to kind of do home church things. Well, we might get into that later. But um, yeah, so we transitioned and uh, here, and, and it's been great. My, my wife, Maki, we've been married for 21 years. We have three kids, um, but I'm bivocational, I would say. You know, I feel like we have a ministry side, um, but I also have a full-time job. I have a, a business, um, kind of the opposite of what you're doing uh but uh, it's, uh <laughs> true. I have a food manufacturing business and it's been great um on sundays you'll find me normally on the left hand if you're looking at the stage on the left hand side near the front um with with my family um but I'll, i serve in different areas too um whether it's uh, community groups or alpha that's some of the things i've done in the past elder Deacon. Sometimes even in the cafe, I think. Actually, it's one of my favorite things because I get to serve <laughs> with my daughter. Like I, I cool. love it. I love it. It's actually one of my favorites. Um, yeah, so I, I love being part of this church and being part of the mission here. Okay, just before we get into the meat of the conversation, what's your favorite One Church Teal memory? Any, anyone could go first. Could be something funny. Could be something uh, just that yeah. was like a heartwarming. Anyone ready to go? Dan, uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know about it. I have too many favorite ones, um, but a recent one. Yeah. Um, I think just two weeks ago, um, you had the next gen um, part of the service, and it was yeah. great. All three of my kids were involved. My my oldest was taking care of the kids in the kindergarten. My second was um, doing cameras. Nice. And um, my third was in the sound booth, just taking care of the lights. And That's and awesome. I had this like mental image because I was up there. I was just watching her, and she was like all in two feet, like just. Right in there. And she was like clapping with the worship. And I don't know how she did in terms of sound or anything like that, or the lights actually, but she loved it. And it was, you know, it's one of the things we, we love um, when, when our kids are able to get involved and it's meaningful stuff and they know when it's meaningful too. Right. And, and so they, 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 they really appreciate that. And, and I love that too. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Angel? Actually, this one involves you because Uh-oh. I remember this is when um, <laughs> when your dad turned fifty, and okay. it was I think the first year I was on the uh, my first time and first year being on the board. Okay, and your mom invited the board to actually have a surprise party for your dad. Ah, uh, yes, remember okay. that? Yeah, and uh, Pastor Keith Smith, if you don't know, oh, well, is my dad. Yes. It's all good. Yeah. I'm just filling in. Yes, and uh, the amazing I've never seen this before, but your mom is a master. Uh, she said, just come on to the house. I'll leave the door unlocked. And there's a sign there that say, that said, do not ring the doorbell because your dad was upstairs. Yes. So this is oh, usually a you good take, one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your job, Matt, was to distract your dad by asking him all of, uh, you know, these deep religion, you know, like Christian faith. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember that. that. He really loved, <laughs> I right? remember that. And we were trying to be quiet, but I was surprised to, to see that, you know, it actually worked because when your dad came down, he was wearing uh, his uh, undershirt and <laughs> his hair was unkept. And, you know, the look on his face when... Uh, when he saw us, that yeah. was like, this is an amazing church. Um, we have an amazing pastor that's so humble and an amazing, uh, uh, you know, your mom was amazing, it, it was 
being able to pull that off. Yeah. A yeah. surprise birthday party. Did, didn't he preach about that one there. time? Weren't you asking about girls? Yeah, I think oh. there was there was there was something <laughs> yeah. I can't remember exactly, but there was something I had a good one to keep yeah. him really, really yeah. focused. Yeah. But, oh, but you did a good job because yeah. he was up there while we were preparing downstairs. Yeah. So that was that was amazing. So Pastor Keith has been on the podcast before. Yeah. And obviously he's our teaching pastor. What we often say about him is if you park in the driveway, he won't notice, but if you park down the street, he will. <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of his wiring. So that's a great memory, Angel. I, I do so remember funny. that. That was one of the best surprises I've ever been. Oh, yes, yeah, ever. That was so good. Okay, so through this whole conversation, we've been talking about the difference between being a believer and being a follower. And we're going we're gonna to get maybe to a third stage, which is maybe helping people become believers and followers. Um, but let's just start with your own story. Uh, tell me a bit about your own experience of becoming a believer, becoming a follower, and even that distinction when, when you went from a place of just seeing Jesus as someone who you would believe in and Jesus as someone you were surrendering your life to and following. Uh, Angel, do you want to get us kicked off? Yeah, sure. Sure. Like, um, I've been a Christian for over 40 years, and, um, you know, I've served so many different areas in the church, in the ministry, but it's always been within serving Christians serving the church, right? right. And uh, maybe about a decade ago, I started um, feeling something different. And I, this is about the time that I joined a group called Leader Impact as well. So I was intending there, and the leader started, um, uh, you know, making us accountable in our quiet time. So our quiet time basically is spending time alone with God every morning, consistently, mm. fanatically consistent. And uh, reading his word, talking to him, and that started building in me a real love for God that I felt was so overwhelming that I needed to find out more what he wanted me to do. So when I was searching in the Bible, it kept coming up to me. It's so clear that Jesus in his last days with the disciples here on earth, he kept talking about loving one another. And that kind of hit me that, wait a minute, if I am to, if, if I love God, I have to love other people as well. I think it's impossible for us to really love God without loving people. Absolutely. And that's when I said, so how can I love people? And the best way I can show love for people is to point them to Jesus. That overwhelming love, when you feel it, it's just uh, contagious and it's it's amazing. And, you know, when we share, when, when people get to know who Jesus is, there's no way that they cannot fall in love with Christ. Mm. And that's really what's uh, what got me off into being a follower, and I started really diving into then how can I love more people, mm. right? So that's that's my follow journey. The, I, I love how you had this beautiful balance that sometimes we've actually mentioned in conversations like this of a spiritual practice, getting up in the morning and being, mm. would you say, relentless about it? Or, yeah, fanatically. Uh, fanatically yeah. consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, but then that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you. That it wasn't it wasn't uh, all on the charismatic side, and it wasn't all in uh, intellectual side. It was a combination of both that God met you there. That's beautiful. Yeah, and if I can add to that, Matt, uh, it's funny because when I was serving, I was really trying to gain favor from God. Wow! It's when I stopped and really started saying, you know, God, who are you? And started diving into who He is, His character, His attributes. Right. Reading books, listening to podcasts of people who are also in love with God, that I, that started developing in me. And uh, it was just a natural thing that uh, it became an overwhelming, consuming passion for me. 
to actually share who Jesus is, share that, the love of Christ. That is so cool. That is so cool. Daniel, how about you? What, what's your your believer follower My believer story? Follower. <laughs> I, I think um, I think people come to believe in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, you know. I, I think even when you look through the Bible, like um, some people believe people just when they're born, they just kind of believe in God. Right. You know, um, you know, example could be like, you know, Samuel in the Old Testament or Timothy in the New Testament. You know, they kind of grew up in this family where they kind of always believed in God. Um, yeah. And then you also have different gradual ones too, like mm. a, a gradual process where um, you, you, you can't even pick out when you believed, but you just know you do now. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's gradual and you're able to pick out a moment where, you know, you're like, this is this is the time that I, I, I'm going to designate that I started believing. And then you also have the, you know, the sudden, the really abrupt ways of people, how people believe, like the Saul-Paul conversion moments, yeah. right? Um, but I think for me, it, it was more innate. It was probably like more like category one. Like I grew up um, in a family and and we 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 went to church and I, I never doubt I never doubted for a second that that there was a God. Um, following God is, is a different story altogether, mm-hmm. right? But the idea of Oh, do I believe that there is a God? Yes, yes. Mm. I, from a very young age, I, I would say that was the case. Um, can we? Can we just? Yeah, I, I think that was a really. I can tell. I know how deliberate you are, Daniel. So yeah. those four, I there that might even be helpful for us if we're if we're having conversations yeah. with other people about faith. It might be really interesting. I, you tell me if I'm wrong. But to just be aware that everybody comes to faith yes. in their in a different way, and you can't project your own experience on someone else and expect. Yes, I, I've done that in, yeah, yeah, <laughs> in the past. Yeah. Where why aren't you feeling what I was feeling? Right, right. That's right. And uh, to give people space to experience their creator on their on their in their own way. Yeah. Anyway, that's really no, cool. No, no, no I, absolutely. I, and I think I mean just adding to that, like you know, um, just being there mm. to to be part of that process of somebody's conversion experience like um you know you just don't know what god is doing in their lives already like you know i think about like the ethiopian eunuch in in the book of acts yeah and you know god calls philip to go talk to him because he's reading the bible and he's confused yeah and 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 philip comes he talks to him and then it's that at that you know god was already doing something before but it was at that moment that he was able to pick up, oh, that was when I really understood. And Philip was yeah. right there because he was called to do that. And he's like, can I get baptized right now? Like, yeah. is there any reason why I shouldn't get baptized, right? Yeah, yeah. And and so, you know, for some, it, it's a process, right? Yeah. Um, and um, we, we don't know what God's doing behind the scenes in somebody's life, right? And I'm sure we've all been there where we're like, oh, like, as you said, we, we kind of project and we're like, oh, I totally got it all wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the idea here is is to really just be sensitive and and to know your own story too, right? That that God has been so patient, so generous with with how He has been leading us and guiding us. Um, so in our own. So story. I totally interrupted you. Yeah. I continue with your story about your own follower moment. Uh, like I I know you were jumping. At, you were talking about how you kind of, um, you you grew up believing. Right, but I totally interrupted you. No, 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 it's, it's, it's all good. I, I, we talk about it, yeah. Um, but I, I think what it was was believing was one thing, but following was another. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think for me, um, it was just about incongruities. Mm. It was like if I believe this, then maybe I should be doing this. Okay. Right? And incongruities were kind of pointed out by 
it's just my conscience. It was like, you know, I felt like God was kind of working as like, well, you know, you say this, but you're doing this, you know, how does that make sense? Mm. Um, it was a community also, um, you know, whether it's my, my, my family or my friends, my church, they're like, well, they, maybe they weren't as pointed. Some people were, um, <laughs> but, um, but it, it was just the idea of, Hey, there are incongruities, right? How do you, how do you reconcile these incongruities? Right. And so slowly, 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 it was, it was a process for me of following, um, believing was one thing, but yeah. following for me was, was something else. And I kind of needed space mm. and time to be able to work that out. That's really cool. Uh, thanks both of you for sharing that. Um, and I hope, I hope even if as people are journeying with us in, in this series that they're seeing that God, God truly is so personal. Mm. I love hearing totally. how each of you have had that moment where <clears throat> he led you to, 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 some of, to some of those steps on your own. And, you know, something that's also common in both your stories and been common in mine, mm. some of the most profound moments required my obedience to just the Holy Spirit talking to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, man, what a skill to develop or to encourage in our community is just to be to be obedient and paying attention to what the Holy Spirit's saying to us. Okay, so let's take it another step. What's the first time you had a conversation with someone about their faith, inviting them to to get to know Jesus? I, mine was in like grade two. And my parents love the story because I actually got the guy to repeat after me. <laughs> so that, that was, a, and it, it was a transformative experience yeah. for me, um, even though I was in grade two. <laughs> but but um, what, what about you? When was that, that first moment you had a taste of, wow, it is so beautiful seeing someone else come to Jesus? I think those are two different things, sharing okay, okay. and, and sure. somebody actually yeah, coming yeah. to Jesus. Good distinction. Like, because I, I I didn't really have a high success rate. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of years after grade two, I won't say before I ever been part of their conversation again. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think it was in high school that okay. you know, um, you know, I was talking to somebody and and we're just kind of saying, well, what do you believe about this? I I think, yeah. The the person the conversation that I'm thinking about right now, there was um, actually it was because someone passed away in high school. Wow. There, there, there was a car accident and, um, and that, that's what happened. And mm. so, you know, those crisis the tragedy, moments, cra- yeah, let, yeah, open the door. Yeah. It, it, it kind of opened the door. And, and you know what? I, I wasn't prepared for it. I, I wasn't, mm. what, you know, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't skilled or scripted, but it was just a real, it's a real moment. It's a raw moment where I was like, well, what, what do you believe? What do you think about that? And mm. she was asking, what do you think about that? Right. And we're just having a really, open conversation wow. about that. Yeah. That's great. How about you, How are you Angel? So I'll preface it with some things that uh, God really has taught me over the years. Uh, for one, uh, the road to salvation, people accepting Christ, has many touch points. Totally does. And sometimes the touch point that God assigns to us is in the middle. So mm-hmm. we never really see yeah. if someone would accept Christ. But I do believe that when we get in heaven... Uh, people will come up to us and say, you know, because you prayed for me or because you gave me that verse, uh, you know, uh, I ended up in the trajectory where I eventually ended up accepting Christ, right? Absolutely. Uh, I got some uh, practical, one of the practical examples was about uh, 25 years ago and I was working with uh, this guy, he's a manager of mine, and we started talking about faith and uh, he was really uh, faith with works kind of person, right? And mm. you can tell that 
he was more traditional side than really a personal relationship with God. But I, every day we would talk, and I would just, uh, uh, you know, reinforce with him that it's all by grace that we're saved. Right. Uh, Twenty-five years later, I bump into him at a Loblaw store, and then oh, we, cool. our eyes met. He was paying, and then as soon as he saw me, he said, "Don't go." You know, he signaled me to stop. So I waited for him, and he rushed towards me. First thing he said, "Angel, I accepted Christ." Oh, oh nice. my Remember goodness. that conversation we had a few years ago, and uh, you know, I was against you, but mm-hmm. then the, the, when somebody shared that with me. I thought about you right away. And, you know, I was so blessed that God allowed that person for us to connect, and I, I could actually see that. But so many people uh, have been sharing the gospel and feeling a failure, mm. and yet they've actually been used by God because they're part of the middle journey. Right. right? It's it's great if if God uh, puts us in the end where we actually lead people to the sinner, you know, pray yeah. the sinner's prayer. But most cases, we're not. So that's why, if we keep that in mind, one of the things that I do believe is that God is always talking to people. Mm. And some people respond. And those that respond are the ones that we not want to join that conversation with. Mm-hmm. And so that's been my philosophy in terms of sharing faith is when I come across people, I first you know, establish a relationship with them, right? Speak peace, according to Luke, uh, Jesus nice. in the book of Luke, right? Speak peace to them if mm-hmm. they speak peace back to you. That's a basis of conversation. So I start fellowshipping with them. And then uh, sometimes, you know, conversation, just let let the Holy Spirit lead the conversation. Eventually, if it's a, a stranger, they would ask me what I do. And I talk to them about, uh, you know, halftime, wherein I'm trying to integrate my life and my faith together. And, you know, those people who are talking to God actually ask the, the natural question. Right, so what does that mean? And then I, I can go share with them what what my personal experience is, and and my faith is always my my uh, the way I share. It's always about my personal experience. Mm-hmm. It's not about quoting Bible verses, but oh, really what good. Jesus has mm-hmm. done in my life. Mm-hmm. Nobody can argue with that, and that's yeah. what you know. What I tell people if someone asks me, "How do you share the gospel?" Well, first, love the person. Right? Remember uh, in in Luke uh, again when when Jesus. Uh, instructed his disciples, speak peace, fellowship, take care of their needs if you can, yeah. and then share witness to them what mm-hmm. you've actually seen. Yeah. So uh, that's one example, but more like about a year ago, I was talking to, I was mentoring uh, a few MBA students, and uh, this one in particular, uh, we ended up having a one-on-one meeting, one, uh, like a one-to-one meeting, and uh, finally I just said, well, you know, what do you think your purpose in life is? And she she's a 29-year-old uh, executive. He, she came from China, and she's studying MBA here. And she started telling me about her goal in, in her professional career. And I said, that's your professional career goal, but yeah. why do you think you're here on earth? And she was stumped. And she said, nobody asked me that before. I said, you know, there is a God that created you. Uh, and you are created lovingly and with a purpose. You, you're not here by accident. And she started tearing up and said, wait a minute, has anybody talked to you about God? And she said, no, this is the first time I'm hearing it. Mm. And that hit me. In this day and age where people are digitally connected, there's still people who has never heard about the good news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so while I was talking to her, uh, uh, I knew that uh, I kind of, felt that the Holy Spirit was leading me to connect her with uh, with someone else who's also a Christian. But this time, 
uh, a mature Christian woman to connect. And then so they went on to a path and, uh, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. But that, that opened up mm. my eyes to say that, wow, the harvest is plentiful, but mm. the laborers are few. Right. I, I think we've even seen in this conversation already a few good distinctions like uh, um, paying attention to what the Holy Spirit's already doing. And I, as you were saying, uh, Angel, that sometimes you're in that middle middle part of the journey. Dan, you mentioned even just like the different stages of, of even different ways people come to yeah. faith. Um, so much of it is us just, like you were saying, just listening, being being uh, showing up, um, loving them being a caring human being um sometimes we get that a bit out of order don't we when we share our faith we we seem to like mm-hmm. start with the <laughs> share the share the faith but even angel i love how you said that your story is something that has so much power in those conversations because it is truly irrefutable that is your story is your story mm-hmm. your experience of god no one can say no you didn't yeah right so there's something beautiful and there's something gentle about that too Mm-hmm. You're not saying this is truth. You're saying this is my truth in a sense, right? Yeah, it, which it, our culture is definitely yeah. comfortable with. And Matt, anybody can do that. Anybody can right. tell their story. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, I, I'm going to come back to this idea, Angel, that you you had these practices that that informed you to even take steps to think about your followership. Um, <laughs> what are you, what are your practices today that you feel most fuel? your attention and your presence with people who are new to Jesus? What really fuels your heart in sharing your faith? What, what are the things that you do that you know, if you neglect them, you become a bit, a bit less attentive to those who are coming to faith? Is there anything? Angel, you're nodding. You go first. <laughs> yeah. Non-negotiable for me is your quiet time with God. Yeah. Spending time with God. Uh, if you are too busy, then you got to shave off something other right. than that, right? And What does be, that look like to you? Like For me, it's every morning uh, and throughout the day I talk to God. Every morning I intentionally, as soon as I roll up to bed, before I even pick up my phone, oh, uh, I just go on my, I know, <laughs> I, I just, it, it is tough, but you know, after a while, yeah. you get used to it because then I don't have to think about it. It automatically sure. happens to me and, and I roll off of bed kneeling and I actually do what your dad uh, has taught us. Okay. You know, when you say in the morning, because sometimes when you're still, mm. you know, you're groggy, you can't really think straight, but yeah. then I, I utter, uh, good morning, God. Yeah. I love you and I worship and praise you. Yeah. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I, I surrender to you. Good morning, Jesus. I belong to you. And I mm. learned that from, from, from Keith. Oh, I love that. That's uh, really beautiful. And, and so I don't need to be like really awake to say that and I just, Puts me in the right uh, in the right form because I really started being hungry. I want to make sure that the first thing that I think about is God, That's beautiful. not my phone. And then uh, after that, I do a bit of exercise, and then I go into my Bible app. I look at uh, listen to the uh, the uh, devotion of the day, and then I go into um, the um, the, the plan. The, no, there's oh, the a there's a Bible. Plan. Reading yeah, plan. reading yeah. plan. Okay, awesome. So right now this is my third year in doing the Bible in a year. The Nikki Gumbel one. Uh, no, the U U version. Oh, the app. U version one. Yeah, the okay, U version. Okay, cool, app. cool, cool. And, and yeah, yeah. what I do is I change uh, the versions. I look at uh, ah, first year I did nice. the Message and then NIV and Pro the tip. Pro tip. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, that's you good. Know, that's not negotiable because if I'm not talking to God, then how can I hear Him? Mm. And a lot of times when I come across people throughout the day. Uh, I hear the voice, hey, ask him this. 
ask her this. Wow. And, uh, you know, sometimes I just go out and you know, especially someone that I already know, uh, but I haven't asked, where are you spiritually? And it's just the easiest thing for me when, when I know that the Holy Spirit is, edgy, mm. is urging me on that. So, uh, again, if there's anything else that anybody need to remember is that your personal time with God is the most important. That's really good. And I love how you said, like, if you if you spend the time with him in the morning, then you hear him throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. That's like, yeah. put that on Twitter type of thing. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Absolutely. If Twitter still exists. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you're making me a old dog. I'm just learning how to use it. No, just oh. kidding. <laughs> Daniel, how about you? What what, what did you find practice-wise? Yeah, like, um, yeah, I, I think much like Angel, like the idea of having a quiet time. So for me, I, um, you know, I, it, it's not just that for me, though. I, I, I need to, because I'm a, tactile kind of slow thinker i need a journal so mm, um okay. so what i do is i'll take a passage and then i will write it out by hand oh cool and then i kind of go through acts so acts would be whatever verse i'm actually writing out by hand and i'll just kind of spend some time to think through it god what are you saying to me how do i understand this right and then thanksgiving and then supplication but i i think it's really for me just having that slow down time to really think through um what was what am I going through? Where am I at right now? Just myself emotionally, mm. um, to make sure that I'm actually at a at a place. And God, what are you saying to me for for today? Um, how are you healing me today? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was a big thing for me when I realized that every day I need that time with God because I need to be healed <laughs> mm. from from things that have happened the day before or things that I'm apprehensive about that are right. going to be coming up through the day, uh, and I just need that time. Um, Another thing that I do is I, I just set an alarm, three alarms every day, like oh, 10 o'clock, cool. 3 o'clock, 10 o'clock again at night. And I just, um, it's on my watch and it's it's just labeled Selah, right? Mm. And it's just a, a moment for me to just, okay, just slow down. Whatever you're doing, just stop and just, okay, what's going on right now? Mm. And, and just have a moment with God and just say, hey, is there anything that uh, I need to be aware of? Um, is there anything that... I'm really feeling right now that I need to mm -hmm. talk to somebody yeah. about, right? Yeah. Um, and kind of just process through that. So um, those are things. When I'm healthy, those are the things that I, I do, and those are the things that keep me healthy too. Thank, yeah. thank you for being honest about that when you're healthy because I think we've all had some moments where we're just like, it, how come I haven't done that in three days or whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Those are, those are so good. Um, uh, yeah, the, the the prayer. I love that you just set an alarm for that. That's so practical and easy to do. And uh, we'll we'll have a link to that U version Bible reading plan. So if someone has mm. uh, is interested in it, we'll throw it in the the uh, the link description stuff yep. show notes. Um, all right. So where are you guys at today in terms of sharing faith? Um, and and maybe um, maybe let's talk. Uh, uh, Feel free to bring up either either category of this. You have you have the spontaneous uh, when God just shows up mm -hmm. in the middle of a moment and you have a conversation. Angel, you've mentioned a, a couple of these, but there's also some deliberate environments that you guys are involved in. That's a, a leader impact, like you meant you mentioned, Angel and and Daniel. You mentioned your bivocational yeah. experience with some home group stuff. So. Sure. Um, I was I was asking you earlier what what do you call it and you're like I don't know <laughs> which is kind of cool call it uh, effective because it's, uh, yeah. there it's you producing go. disciple right. yeah actually we we've called it a couple of things throughout the years okay because depending on where the group was it was uh, different things so again nothing 
nothing creative. At first, it was called Spiritual Discussion Group, and we okay. had three of them. All <laughs> right, that's cool. It's just like, um, you know, you know, the practice really was um, hospitality. It, it's okay. a practice of hospitality, and just inviting people into our sphere, inviting people into our lives um, to journey with them, and for them to journey with us. And it's this idea, um, you know, sometimes we would be, we would have conversations with people and we would be friends with them. We, you know, you said you need to love people first. And, mm-hmm. and I totally agree with that. Um, you know, but um, it's the idea of just being friends with people, mm. right? Um, and, and it's the idea that if you are in that place, then you can actually start to have real conversations with them. Because what am I, you know, you have certain beliefs and, 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 one of my understandings of how God works in our day and time is, is everybody wants to have spiritual conversations. Mm, right. Right? But they don't want us to say, this here is what a spiritual conversation is. I'm uh, defining it, and this is what it is. Now, do you want to have this conversation or not? And people mm, are like, oh, I don't want to have that conversation, right? Yeah. But, but if, 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 you, if, you, if you look at, you know, um, what people are, are, are watching, what people are reading, what people are talking right. about outside, you know. Um, so much you know, spirituality. There's so many spiritual conversations happening and they're happening all around us. And it's just a, the idea of being able to tune into that and say, that is actually a spiritual conversation, right? I can relate to that too. And not say, well, this is what it is, right? Right. Um, because it's so big. This is really big. So but, but let, me, let me interrupt you there because I, I think a lot of people are just like, sweating right now okay because if you can't control the conversation that might mean they bring up something you don't want to talk about yeah <laughs> and, and 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 that's and that's wonderful <laughs> i'll look at the camera that's wonderful um you know what and and, and you know the, i can't tell you how many times it's like you know that's a really good point you know that's valid so you don't have to have all the answers i i i yeah and you don't need to have all the answers. and you sh- yeah you should you should not I mean, yeah. you know, own it if you don't. And it's yeah. it's so much amazing when, when people hear that, you know, you don't know the answer to certain things about the spiritual stuff. You become more relatable. Mm. And I guess you have to be honest about it, right? Because you, you don't, if you don't know and you tell them, there's something special yeah. about that, yeah. right? Yeah. But I mean, I think the key is for us is, is hospitality, yeah. right? And as... If there, if there is something there, if there's a relationship forming, a genuine one, and we're actually having really good conversations, um, you know, when we first started our first spiritual discussion group, it was like, hey, you know, we have really good conversations. You know, we're not weird, right? And, you know, but we want to be able to talk about what we believe in, in, in real ways. Um, um, you know, would you be interested in having dinner together and, um, and just talking about it, just having a, intentional topic to talk about Mm -hmm. and what we found is that everyone we asked they said yeah that's actually something that i want to have but i I haven't had an opportunity to Um, nobody's ever asked um i i don't want to make time for i haven't made time for that um i haven't found the right people to do that with right um but i i think that there are different times when when god opens that up Mm -hmm. right and and we're able to have those opportunities and and so we formed one group and it was just we just called it spiritual discussion group and and we just talked about different things right uh what do you think about life after death what do you think about evil what do you think about um how you should live your life and it was no 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 uh, easy topics no 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 yeah, the first one was the, fr- the first one was what do you think about life after death wow and and it was funny because they were like 
Well, that's a really big one. And but I was like, you know, there's a method to the madness. The method to the madness is we're fishing with dynamite. We're just throwing a, a piece of dynamite into the lake. It's gonna <laughs> blow up. And everything that comes up, we're like, yes, we'll talk about that next time. We'll talk about that next okay, time. And okay. we we were able to figure out all these different topics that are so interesting and people are really thinking about, but right. they don't know they're thinking about it. Mm. Right. Because we're so entertained all the time, right? Or, or you're trying to numb it or and we're trying to numb it. it. Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 We're trying to treat it in, in different ways. So mm -hmm. um we, we started that and we just started having great conversations and um you know after a while we just found that people wanted to focus more on who Jesus was. That's so cool. Right. And because you kept referencing him, right? Like Yeah, it was it, it was exactly what you said. It was like, you know, um, well, this is how I understand it. Right. Right. And and some of the best spiritual conversations were when they were like, you know, I like what you said. I I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because they were thinking of it, right? Yeah, yeah. You you Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were thinking about it, but they weren't able to articulate it. Yeah. Right. Or they hope for what you're saying. Yeah. They're right, like right. that inspires something in me. Wow. Right? Or um or somebody would be like, you know, growing up, I my family of origin was like this. We believed this. <clears throat> but I don't believe that anymore. Yeah, it never resonated with me or whatever. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or yeah. maybe it did for a time even, right? Right. But that's not where I'm at anymore. I, mm. I kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. Tell me more about what you're saying. And so what we found is that um, when we were doing that, um, we just came back to the person of Jesus more. And and that's when we're like, well, why don't we shift gears here a little bit? And we did Alpha, right? That's, a, we, that's we, so cool. We, we switched to Alpha. And, and here's the thing. Whenever you do something like that, not everyone's going to be on board. Yeah. Right? But we found that Everybody except for one person was on board. Wow. And so for that one person, we just said, hey, you know what? It looks like the group's heading this way. Um, thank you so much for being part of our journey. Yeah. You know what? We love you. We're still friends. Yeah. Uh, but I think the group anyway is going this way. Um, and, and we're going to keep in touch. Right? Wow. And so then we started going through Alpha. And then everyone became a Christian. And then we started... I was like, well, well, let's learn how to read the Bible together. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so we did that with one group, and then we did that with another group. Wow. And then we did that with another group. So we've, we've gone through three variations of this. And so there's been a lot of stuff that's been going on, but it's been wonderful. It's, it's the best ride. It, it, that it is, is so, so cool. amazing. Yeah. I, I, must, I must say that uh, I've only known Daniel for a few months. Yeah. And uh, Jonathan connected him oh, and cool. I. Yeah. It's been such a wonderful... I've been learning so much about... Uh, about faith and walk mm. through uh, from uh, Daniel. And one of the things that you mentioned to me right in the beginning, there's no transformation without trust and care. Mm. And Whoa. this guy, this guy really, you know, like you can feel it. Uh, mm. You can feel that's why people are responding because they feel the love of Christ through oh, you. So. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Bro moment. Okay, Angel, how about you? Uh, leader impact. You, you, this is cool because it kind of you first started being impacted by leader impact, and now yeah, you're yeah. officially part of it. So maybe explain a little bit of what it is. Yeah. Well, uh, at the heart of it, it's we, we're really an evangelistic organization. We're, we're outreach. We're doing outreach in an area that uh, hasn't really been. Uh, touched as much, and that's with business leaders. And, uh, you know, you talk about uh, people are really hungry about Christ. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is an really? area that is so dark, and mm. and people are just hungry about Christ. 
And um, I mean, the way we do it is that every week we gather together. One of the things that's driving um, leaders is to learn how to become better leaders. So we right. do leadership development from a personal, professional, and spiritual perspective. And, and that's up on the table right away. Absolutely. Okay, we cool. are unapologetically Christian. In fact, there are people in our group that joins us who are from different faiths. There's even people who are uh, non like atheists. Yeah. They would say, I'm not there yet, but I'm listening to what you guys are doing. Mm. And, uh, and you know, we train other Christians, uh, business leaders, how to share uh, the gospel in a way that, you know, you can share the gospel at your work without getting in trouble with HR, mm. right? And uh, so we are very intentional in that. That's we cool. get together, we have a group that we, we discuss, and um, we always make, um, we're in, very intentional in inviting non-Christians to our group. And, you know, where, where they hear what Christ is doing um, to our lives in a very personal way. So it's not preachy at all. Uh, one of the things that um, I've always, you know, I've always invited people to church, uh, you know, especially non-Christians. Hey, just try out, listen, listen to, uh, you know, what, what our pastors are teaching and get a feel for the people who are there who really exudes love. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, 95% of my friends would, not go to church. Right. So one of the things that we learned, uh, that I learned at Leader Impact is, well, let's bring the church, let's bring Christ to the boardrooms and to the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And uh, Marianne started doing, Marianne, my wife, started doing that and started inviting people from who are who never went to church, um, who are, you know, they, they believe in God, but they don't have a personal relationship with God. Most people have never opened the Bible. Mm. But then through just fellowshipping with them and, you know, really developing a relationship and asking and answering the questions mm -hmm. that are about God. And if we don't know, we just say it. But people have grown, right? Mm. And uh, a prime example is that uh, uh, one of our, I'm not going to name his name, but uh, you probably know the story that one of my friends now, he was uh, vacationing. He's from Scarborough. I didn't know him. He, he uh, vacationed in Florida. He met a colleague of mine who's in Atlanta, a colleague of mine from Leader Impact, and Mark shared the gospel with him. And then he accepted Christ, and then he came back here. We got connected. And mm -hmm. always the first goal that I have with people who have just accepted Christ is to point them to learn how to love the Word of God, the mm -hmm. Bible. And and. You know, typical, most people start with page one, which is Genesis. Yeah, we've talked so, about that right? a couple of times. Yeah. So you have to point <laughs> that's that, a bit, well... That's a deep end. That's uh, a deep <laughs> end, right? Especially when you get to the Viticus numbers. Oh my God, you, yeah. you lose your... Yeah. But, you know, to, yeah. to point them to the Gospels. And then also, my next thing is connect them to a church. Yeah. And so when I asked him, I said, so which church do you go to? Well, I, obviously he, he doesn't, right? And he said, I used to go to this United Church. But, uh, you know, recently my daughter went to this church just north of uh, Finch on Kennedy. <laughs> and that was mm, like an amazing church that, you know, really welcoming. And, you know, I even checked the, the website. The pastors there resonates well with me. And then, you know, so he came over 4. here. 4.7 right? stars, right? So that's an amazing, only God can make that that's happen, so right? Cool. Yeah. And, and so, so someone from Scarborough, who yeah. got saved in Florida by someone who lives mm. in Atlanta, who now goes to church in one at one church. Yeah. That's cool, right? And that's that's, that's cool. what God that's what God mm -hmm. does, right? That's so cool. Um, 
So we we could dive on this, yeah. especially with you guys, for for all day, and I I would actually really enjoy that. <laughs> but um, uh, I I, w- I think for a lot of us, we're just looking for a baby step. Mm-hmm. I I remember even hearing some some of these types of conversations and feeling absolutely overwhelmed. Uh, uh, and I know both of your hearts would be that you would want as many people participating in this as possible and seeing God transforming lives. Like this, there's nothing mm-hmm. better. Um. So what is like what is our first step that someone could start doing if you're not doing anything today if you if this is just all of a sudden you feel God putting this on your heart right now what is a first step that you might suggest or maybe a couple that would be easy low hanging fruit hmm. you want to go first <laughs> okay. uh, I I think I said it before I I, I really um, I think it's this idea of hospitality and and it, it could show itself in a lot of ways is maybe it's community. Maybe that's another word that we could use. Um, but the idea of inviting people in, mm-hmm. um, you know, one thing that, you know, my wife and I say a lot is, you know, sometimes people belong before they believe. Mm-hmm. Right? And so really helping them feel like they belong is that it, it's in that place where they feel like they belong. What did, what did you say? Um, if they feel cared for, Oh, uh, and safe uh, is that? Am I transformation happens when there's trust and care? Trust and care. Trust and yeah. care. So create. That's what you mean by um, that environment, or yeah, yeah. They're, the belonging, they're, there's, there's, right? Yeah, you, you, they belong. There's, there's trust. There's care. There's, there's a relationship there. Um, I feel like just that small, you know, micro sidestep, it, it just changes things, right? Mm. And and I think also a perspective change if. if we can allow for that too. Yeah. And, and it's just this idea that, hey, you know what? You don't need to share everything. You don't have to share the whole Bible truth in one sitting. Yeah. It's a conversation. Yeah. These, are, these, are, these are things that happen over time, sometimes over an extended period of time, sometimes over uh, a short period of time. But what we have to understand is that people, like, they tinker with their faith, mm. right? They, they tinker with it. They, they take one little piece at a time. They look at it. Um, they get inspired by what's going on in your life. Uh, they get inspired by what's going on in your life. And they kind of take these things together and they start building, well, this is what I really believe. And hopefully we still are tinkering, right? Yes. Like, yeah, because absolutely. we haven't got it all figured out yet. Absolutely. I love that idea. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So so I, I feel like our job is, is to inspire people. Like, That's you cool. know, like when we were doing our home reno just um, this past year, uh, we would look at pictures and magazines. Pinterest was something that we did a lot. And... And we're just looking at what other people did, and we're just getting ideas. We're we're being inspired, mm. right? And and I think our like I was saying, like I think our job is to inspire people as they tinker with their faith. There's nothing wrong with that. It's really meaningful. Let me tease out something that I think sometimes we need may need to be a little bit careful of, and I, I want to make sure that we're we're hearing what you're saying right. Like, um, a uh, a uh, 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 potential like misstep might be that we make people into projects when we say that we're going to win them to Christ. Right. Um, people aren't something that we win. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Um, so I think we, we're, if we haven't heard it yet, I'm, I'm just like triple underscoring yeah. this, that, that the care that you're talking about, you actually are looking to build a friendship first. Yeah. You're, you're not looking to accomplish something in someone's life. Absolutely. I mean, like if you think about, I mean, we love because he first loved us, right? Right. And when you look at that kind of love, it, it wasn't a transactional love. Right. It was an unconditional, preconditional right. love from, from 
Jesus mm -hmm. into our lives, mm -hmm. whether or not we decided to turn towards him or not. And, and I think that's the same kind of love that we've learned and that we want to show to other people as well. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Angel, how about you? What's a baby step that you'd suggest? Oh, definitely. Like, um, you know, you're being connected with God first and foremost, right? Yeah. And then, you know, you just feel that overwhelming love of God that you just want to love people. Mm. Uh, for me, I also believe that, um, you know, again, sharing the gospel, evangelism really is joining a conversation God's already having with people. Mm. I remember before when I stepped into a plane, I would be... I would be so stressed out because I got a witness. I got a witness. <laughs> Who am I going to witness? You know, is it this person beside me? God, you know, I have to t tell you know, tell me what I need to say. Right. And then I started realizing, well, what if he's not having a conversation with God? So my prayer changed into, Lord God, point me to the people that you're already having conversations with or that's already trying to reach to you and empower mm. me with the right words. And and God is faithful, right? Uh, you know, he gave us sh our shape, our spiritual gift, our heart, yeah. ability, yeah. personality. And you use all of that stuff because he doesn't want you to be someone else. He wants you to be just relaxed in yourself. Wow. And he sends us people that we actually connect like a puzzle mm. based on our shape. And it's not designed by us. It's really yeah. designed by God. The other thing that I am so excited because... God chooses to work with us, through us. You know, it's easy for God just to change people, right? You know, like uh, on yeah. his own. He doesn't need us. Right. And yet he chooses to work with right. us. He chooses to invite us to work with him. And so that's why if you're connected with God daily, trying to reach out to him and he reaches out to us first, we hear him. We, we feel. We, it's almost like uh, all of the what we need to say just flows through us when he connects people who are searching mm -hmm. For him, so and then you know the the fact that uh, maybe you're also part in a number two or three or four or five in that right. person's uh, yeah. salvation journey yeah. takes the pressure out of you into trying to say I gotta save this person. No, yeah. you don't. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the one that saves. Absolutely, yeah. Just allow yourself to be used by God in the most humble way. You know, sometimes we don't, we never will know if what we have shared with that person is going to affect them. But that's not our job. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. that's up to, up to up to the Lord. So, you know, relax and just love people, like Daniel said. Like hospitality, make sure that they belong, right? Because first and foremost, if they don't feel the beauty and love of God through us, why would they be attracted to what we believe in, right? Yeah, if we smell the same as they do. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's when Jesus is in us, because Jesus is in us, uh, His power just overflows, and Jesus is very attractive. Yeah, he is. Right? He He's cannot so help but be, when you know him, uh -huh. you just want to get to know him more and love Absolutely. him. And that's what people are, are searching for, right? You, you know what I love most about talking to you guys about this? Is I feel like God has um, used the, your serving in this way to feed your souls. Yeah. It's something that I feel like both of you would say, I don't even have to ask you, yeah. that you've gotten more out of this journey than you've put into it. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 You know, when you're mentoring someone and you're discipling someone, you know, it's not because you're smarter or you, you're more knowledgeable than them, but it's just that God connected us together and you feel you're actually being blessed more. Mm -hmm. You're learning more. Yes. Right? I don't cool. know how that economy works, but that's God's economy. Yeah, Isn't it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. You can only, it's only him who can design that. Absolutely. Any any final words before we close off today? Um, it's It's been so rich already, but uh, anything you'd, you'd want to say? Uh, 
next steps or, or anything that you're thinking right off the top of your head that I've missed talking to you about? No pressure. <laughs> I'll jump in. Yeah, first. sure. Uh, for me, I mentioned uh, you know, stay connected with God, but also what's important is stay connected with other people that loves God. Yeah. And one church, I mean, I keep bumping into yeah. people here, like Daniel, like yourself, the staff, I mean, people who love God, right? Because yeah. we really are, we become the top, the average of the top 5% people that mm. we hang out with. Mm. Yeah. So if you want to be more in love with God, you know, not to isolate yourself from the world, but you need to make sure that you're hanging out. It's a both Mostly, end. absolutely, yeah. with people who are in love with God, who are actively and passionately ser- searching for more, you know, more about Him. And that's how, how you will grow, right? That's good. Yeah. That's good. Anything, Daniel, from you? Yeah, I... You know, maybe maybe I can make a plug for Alpha here too. I mean, like yeah, if, if people really want to, um, you know, in in a if you already want the environment created, right? Um, Alpha does a really great job with that, um, and people that go to Alpha want to be there, so the conversation is easier to have too, right? right. Um, and and there's already material. There's 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 meals. Like I I feel like um, if you want to find out more about Alpha and how you can be a part of it, whether as a participant or uh, somebody who would co-host a table and, and yeah. to help facilitate discussions. Uh, you should je- definitely check it out with um, One Church, and and we'll have links and everything. Absolutely, on that for sure. Um, and and maybe maybe if that's not your thing, to Angel's point too. I mean, maybe community groups is is a way for you to stay connected with people as well. Um, people who are already following Jesus, and and maybe for you, um, you know, being in one of these groups can be a a place, a safe place for you to continuing continue having those spiritual conversations, or to tinker with things in your own life that you're like, That's you good. know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to suss this out. I'm trying to work out how my what I believe and how I live my life um, become congruent with one yeah. another. Right? Yeah. Um, just to jump on that, Daniel, I think you you probably would agree with this. I I got way better at sharing my faith with people who didn't know Jesus when I was sharing my faith with people who did know Jesus. Mm. You know, like when I've had conversations about and articulated my faith with people who who felt safe with, it was way easier to go to the more dangerous (laughs) conversations with people who didn't share my faith. Mm. I I felt like I, I, I could, I had practiced my, my way of talking about Jesus Yeah, and it became easier for me. You know that that's a great point, and uh, I'll I'll plug first follow. I had a conversation with Brent this morning. Oh my goodness, follow program! It's very innovative and it's very, uh, you know, it's it's really God inspired the way one church is moving towards mm-hmm. this, um, because uh, you know not only you you get empowered, equipped, and uh, you get the opportunity to actually practice your faith, right? Yeah. Uh, so I really encourage everybody to really be involved in that, in the follow program. Um, and, uh, you know, I was going to make a point. I just kind of lost it. That's okay. I'll rescue. I'll rescue. rescue me. Okay. We, but we I will just, come back to it. Angel, you know what? We just ran out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it was, because God said, okay, Angel, you're talking too much. Run out of time. Um, there you go. Listen, if something comes up, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. There you go. Um, but Daniel and Angel, I, I'm I'm so glad that you're, you're the gift you are to our community, that you're, you're here, that you're present, and that you had a chance to share with us a bit of what God's doing in your lives today. And I really hope it's inspired and encouraged some people to, to say, what is God leading me towards? Because we're not looking for another Daniel or Angel. Uh, we love you guys, yeah. but we've got yeah. enough yeah. of you. So, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, 
what is God saying to each of us and right. pulling us towards? Um, and this is this has been beautiful. So thank you as well for being a part of this and uh, for journeying all this whole season three. No love impact. It's been great to talk about our mission, and I hope you've been hearing how this is this is more than just words that we put on a wall. This is something that we're endeavoring to live out. Again, all, all the stuff we're talking about, we'll put as much of it as we can in the show notes or the, the description below the video. Uh, links to Alpha, to groups, to our follow assessment, all that stuff that we've been talking about. And uh, thank you for just leaning in and being part of this honest and open conversation for people who are actively learning to live like Jesus. We will see you next time in season four. See you later.